I'm going to ask you today if you would open your Bibles and you would turn to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be looking only at one verse, verse 18. Ephesians 6, verse 18. The Word of God reads as follows. Praying, all, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I love this verse. It's a, it's a great verse that speaks to prayer. And today I'm going to be speaking to primarily all prayer, perseverance, and prayer for the saints. Now, you might be saying to yourself, it's a rather boring topic, maybe, that, you know, we're going to speak again about prayer. But I want to just call to your attention just a few things under this verse here that really struck out to me and I think are, are really applicable toward us. Number one, under the divine illumination of the Holy Spirit, divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit, um, it's no mystery that Paul ends this whole section on the armor of God with prayer. As a matter of fact, in this verse, he uses four alls. He tells us that we're to do all prayer, all supplication, all perseverance, and to pray for all the saints. And I love this particular passage. I taught it last night in Bible study about the armor of God, is that what we really see here in Ephesians 6, uh, 6 verses 10 through 17, is we see one who's getting ready for battle. He's getting ready for battle. The armor of God and the weaponry that God provides us is to be used in combat. And this armor is not for those, it's not designed for those who are going to sit and wait for the enemy to attack, and then they have defensive mechanisms. God has equipped the believer with both defensive and offensive weaponry that we can employ. And one of those offensive weapons is prayer. As a matter of fact, I think it probably is the most preeminent weapon of our warfare, both prayer, and I would also add the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the Apostle Paul tells us with the first all, he says we're to pray all prayer, all prayer. Paul says that when he uses the term all prayer, he's really focusing on the means and the frequency of that prayer. And all prayer really defines the variety of prayer that we come into. There are formal prayers, informal prayers. There are verbal prayers. There are silent prayers. Prayers of praise and worship. Prayers of petition and supplication. Prayers for self. Prayer for other. Prayers for the church. Prayers for revival. Prayers of repentance and confession. The next time that the apostle is telling us is this, it, that is that prayer is to be an integral part of the believer's life and the believer's warfare against the enemy. It boggles my mind sometimes to think that prayer is so neglected 
And I think one of the reasons that we see a weakness, a general weakness in the church of Jesus Christ is that I don't think believers are praying as often as we should. Prayer is to the believer, the air that we breathe. Prayer is to the spiritual life and vitality what oxygen is to the human being. So many Christians are weak, and so many are defeated because of the absence of an active and vital prayer life. All prayer provides the believer with the potency and the vibrancy and the dependency upon the Lord. Prayer keeps the believer before the throne of God. It keeps the believer humble and dependent upon God rather than prideful and independent against God. Prayer keeps our mindset thoughtful on the presence of God. We desire God's presence, and our wills are focused on God's will. I think it's pretty cool in a pilgrim's progress, right? John Bunyan writes to Christian or writes of the character Christian of this weapon called prayer. And this weapon called prayer is, is there. It is available for him when friends fail him, when he thinks he can't stand alone. The prayer will enable him to defeat the many enemies and the fears and the temptations and doubts. And therefore, prayer does the same thing, the exact same thing for us. Here in Ephesians 6, 18, Paul says, pray at all times. The Jews during this time had very defined periods of prayer. They had prayed in the morning, they had prayed midday, and they would pray at the evening. They had formal prayers, prayers that they would pray before a meal, prayers that they would pray in the temple. But this formalistic and traditional form of prayer changes completely with the advent of the new covenant and the coming of the Holy Spirit. The admonition of Paul is to pray at all times, not merely at the prescribed times of prayer. This was the case with the early church. Even Jesus himself stated in Luke 18, 1, it says that he spoke a parable that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. In Acts 1.14, we read of the early church that these all continued with one accord and in prayer and in supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. Frequency in prayer works along fervency in prayer. I want you to notice that. Frequency in prayer works along with fervency in prayer. And if your heart is right before God, then the more one prays, the more fervent one will become at prayer. And here's a question for all of us. Does not our day and age call for believers to be consumed with prayer? I mean, is there a good reason not to pray? How could we forsake this very important element of our spiritual life. Dr. Martin Murray-Jones, one of my favorites, makes this statement. He says, our ultimate position as Christians is tested by the character of our prayer life. I think that's a great statement. I have to say, give me a praying saint 
every time more than a professing that pretends to know every word of doctrine. I will go to battle with the one who loves God and who is on their face before God and is on their knees in prayer before God. While many can quote a lot of scripture, the man or woman committed to prayer will move mountains of fear, uncertainty, and doubt for the kingdom of God. Let us be a people who know our God, as I always say, and are known by our God. In short, praying at all times is to live in a continuous state of God consciousness. The Apostle Paul told the church at Thessalonica, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. So we look, so we look also at Paul's third all, which really involves three elements. He says we're to pray all supplication or, or petition and with all perseverance. Listen, praying rightly involves knowing what to pray for. Supplications involve specific and direct requests. In Luke 18, we see the importunate widow, and she was rather specific, requesting protection from her creditors. She sought and persisted in asking the wicked judge for that protection, and she did not relent. And maybe we forget that at the beginning of that parable, Jesus says this, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and to not faint. In Luke 11, we meet the persistent neighbor, don't we? Who continue to knock on the neighbor's door asking for a few loaves of bread because he had a visitor that came in after midnight. And he continued to knock and knock and knock and Jesus says what? Keep knocking and it's going to be answered. Keep asking, it's going to, it's going to be an, uh, answered for you. We're to keep, we're to be persistent in our prayers. And so we see that as we pray for all supplication, petition, and perseverance, we are to come to the Lord with specific requests. We are to pray all things according to God's will. As the Lord tells us, thy will be done in Matthew chapter 6 on earth as it is in heaven. Lastly, we're to pray for all saints. We're to pray for all the saints. This is what is great. What I love about this United Prayer Call, the diversity of nations, the diversity of people that are included here. We lift up the church of God. We pray for the church universal, a church comprised of all nations, all tribes, all cultures, all tongues who love the Lord Jesus. Hence, our prayers are not to be about the U.S. or Europe or Africa, but rather for all the brothers and sisters who make up the remnant church of God. Praying for all the saints starts within your local body, and it goes out from there. We are not to be so self-centered and so self-consumed in our prayers. On Wednesday night, we have prayer meeting in my church. And we practice a very, a very simple rule of thumb when we gather to pray corporately. We forego praying for our individual needs. We, we just don't do it. We forego it. 
when we come together to pray corporately and we encourage those individual needs to be part of the individual's personal prayer life. But rather what we do is we use our corporate prayer time and we pray corporately for the church. And we use our time in praise and thanksgiving and worship. And the one thing that we ask God for is revival in the church, that God would move in us, that God would move through us, and that God would move in the church across the globe. So when we come together, pray corporately, we pray for God's glory to return to the church, that the glory of God would reign on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for the repentance of our church. We pray for our city, our nation, our brothers and sisters across the globe. We pray for those who are suffering persecution, affliction, and tribulation for the gospel's sake. We pray for those that are languishing in prisons for the testimony of Jesus Christ, for those who have been beaten, for those who have lost loved ones for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And we pray that God would send a bountiful harvest of souls for the kingdom of God. We, as we do here, pray for revival, for revival, that the God who had sent revivals in the past, in some of the darkest periods of time in the earth's history and in the church's history, would do it again. He would do it again. And we believe God for that. I'm so thankful for this group because you wouldn't be wasting your time if you didn't believe that God will move again in the church. So church, if I could, if I could offer any word of encouragement, any word of consolation, any application, it is this. Let us pray at all times. And let your prayer be worshiped to God. John Bunyan said this, you can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. Praise God. Let it all be for the glory of God, for the glory of Christ, and for the glory of the gospel. Amen.